Jared, NBC. It's a pleasure to be with you here today in California at SoFi Stadium. Now, tensions are high as California is still in a state of emergency in regard to COVID-19, but thousands are packing into SoFi Stadium. Again, tensions are high here. I'm looking around, making sure everybody's masked up. Everybody's got their Vax Pass. Over yonder, is, is that a young kid without his mask on? Oh, just the leader of our state with Magic Johnson. Uh, disregard. I'm sure he's holding his breath. Over to you, Taylor, in Hollywood. Sounds like quite an emergency down there, and it's no different up here, Amala. We're here in Hollywood getting ready for the Oscars, making sure that no one's getting into any restaurants without a Vax Pass, that they're double, triple masked, and making sure that nobody is working without a vaccine. They are getting their butts fired. But uh, meanwhile, here at the Oscars, we're going to allow, oh, hey, Mr. DiCaprio, yeah, just go right on ahead. Yeah, no, we don't need to check that Vax Pass. No, <laughs> just, yeah, that's, that's fine for you. How was the flight on the private jet? Good? Yeah, okay. I'm working on my carbon footprint, though. Anyways, uh, very great to see him and uh boy this is just this this city is just in a very dangerous spot with this state of emergency and we have to just crack down really hard on these regulations uh but uh go Bengals in the super bowl thank you taylor we should all be very worried and seen welcome to <laughs> will and amla live guys lots of stories for you today and it's fun friday whoop, whoop. so <laughs> Hey, okay, we hit the right button. We got the cheers. Uh, before we get into our first story, which involves the Super Bowl and the Oscars, let me let you know what else we're going to be talking about. Today, we do Friday fails, so we're going to show a bunch of just crazy videos that we found on the internet. Uh, a Boston mayor going uh, live on a live stream and not getting the response that she expected. This is going viral on Twitter. Kids in Las Vegas reacting to the news that they no longer have to wear masks. Other kids in D.C. schools holding up Black Lives Matter signs and making chance plus are there woke reasons not to eat meat will you guys be vegan after this episode we'll have to find out plus how insensitive of you to think i work that's a quote from tiktok that we will be reacting to on the show today plus hipaa was trending on twitter today because we have a new video of a quote karen going off on the manager at a store and we're going to be playing the game B or not the B. Taylor, do you want to explain how that game works? Oh, sure. So Babylon B is a satire news website where they publish headlines that are intentionally fake, but made to make you laugh because they're stranger than fiction. And they also have another website that's called not the B. And there are they are the crazy headlines that are not satire, but you can barely separate the two these days. So we made up this game called B or not the B in which we look at just the headline from the Babylon Bee or not the Bee, and we try to figure out, or you you try to figure out in yes. the audience, and Amala tries to figure out if it's real or fiction. Yeah, so we'll see if I do better or you guys do better. You'll be able to interact in the chat by filling out the polls with each headline, and we'll see who does better, you or me. Now let's get into story number one. Uh, even though California is apparently in a state of emergency where we all must be masked and be vaccinated to go to restaurants and bars and in sporting events, we're still hosting the Super Bowl. Although I'm sure these restrictions are going to apply to the Super Bowl and those coming into the stadium, it's just really interesting to see the hypocrisy that has been present in our state when we have leaders like our <coughs> mayor governor <laughs> being photographed not wearing their masks uh in in quite crowded events yet we're in a state of emergency and still hosting the super bowl fantastic I, yeah what do you say we're it's, it's it's a very urgent time where everyone needs to be on double high alert and right. we need to be extra cautious and also bring in tens of thousands of people to the city um, for an event, the biggest event of the year. Yep. 
And it, it, it's just a matter of consistency for me. If you truly think that masking and vax mandates are the best thing for your city, uh, why not make that the reality? And why is it rules for me, uh, rules for thee and not for me, as we're seeing with our leaders? Uh, so, so many of them, not just in the state of California, but across this great nation, have been photographed and, and filmed not wearing their masks or going to dinner at the French Laundry with their friends during lockdown times or simply violating the COVID regulations that they fight so hard for with their policymakers and legislators. And why is that? If it's truly the best route to go down uh, in combating this virus and combating people's sickness, why are you not participating in your own rules? And and even so, the Super Bowl will happen here in Los Angeles, uh, a city that has, in, in defiance of all odds, <laughs> stayed with this narrative for a very, very long time, despite other blue cities now stepping back and going, you know what? Maybe it's time we roll back on this. Maybe it's time we let the masks go. Maybe it's time we stop asking for vax passes at restaurants and bars and sporting events. L.A. has, has stayed true to the narrative uh, with really no decrease in, in numbers or uh, statistically significant success when compared to other states. But we just have the, the we're the most virtuous and most committed to safety here. So we have to keep doing nonsensical things uh, that no one else is doing just to prove that point, apparently. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier. I'm saying, you know what? I think that maybe most people who go out and do these things think that they are doing something good, think that they are helping people. And if there was evidence to support that, maybe I would I would view it in that light. But I, I struggle viewing it in that light, especially when we look at, like like you said earlier, Taylor, other states that have not gone down this route, have not done the mask mandates, have not done the vaccine mandates, and have not seen the same numbers that we're seeing here in California, or at least there's no statistically significant difference in the numbers of uh, transmission, hospitalization, death. Uh, so so to continue to fight for this narrative and continue to implement it in this state just seems very nonsensical to me. Yeah. And the argument that that is always appealed to by the officials and by the people on the other side who support the, the lockdown measures is, oh, so you just want to let people die. You just people are dying. We need to. And, mm -hmm. and like we said, show me the evidence that there's any statistically significant difference in outcomes yep. from the places that have implemented lockdowns and all these uh, mandates and policies right. uh, versus the places that have not. And they can't. And yeah. so there, this is, there's no evidentiary basis. Don't show me like the, we've all seen the picture online of the guy with a triple mask and he blows the air out and whatever. It's like, don't show me the one anecdotal case. Show me like the population level differences mm -hmm. uh, in outcomes. Um, yep. And if you're going to take away people's freedoms, you have to justify it. And, and there, that was never even, they never even came close. Yeah. And again, even if you're going to do it, follow your own rules. At the very least, uh, you know, prove that you actually believe in the policy that you are implementing here, because by and large, they don't. And we've seen the pictures come out. We've seen the videos come out and we've seen the complete avoidance of any sort of justification of those things. What did we hear uh, from our, our grand mayor? I was holding my breath during that photograph and therefore could not have possibly transmitted covid in that interaction my f yeah my favorite was I, f I felt the spirit when i was in the nightclub so i just didn't bother to, to hold that was another <laughs> official in uh, northern california <laughs> oh wowza guys we can't make this stuff up anymore and speaking of large events that los angeles will be hosting in its state of emergency we will also be hosting the 
Oscars. Now, here's the fun part here. Uh, the Oscars, while not requiring the attendees to be vaccinated or to wear masks, will be requiring that of the workers. Rules for thee, but not for me. And in its most pure form right there uh, in front of your eyes. It's very reminiscent of the Met Gala where we saw celebrities show up in their brilliance with their, what, $30,000 seat at this gala uh, with their diamond encrusted dresses and veils and crowns. And we watched as the the lowly workers held the trains of these celebrities' gowns with their double masks and and double vax, uh, while that was not a requirement for others in the room. So fantastic. The, the tax the rich dress at the Met Gala takes the cake. Yes, what did we see? We saw we saw a uh, one of our representatives in the tax the rich the rich dress as the the lowly employees held the the train of it with their masks on. We saw Cara Delevingne wearing the smash the patriarchy dress. We saw another actress uh, in the equal rights for women dress, <laughs> as she is quite literally a woman standing there with freedom and freedom to breathe, while the others behind her are masked up there was just it's almost it's almost satirical it's yet, almost like they're trying yeah to to send a message or of sorts yeah of like we can do this you would, you. one would think yeah one would you think. couldn't make it up yeah it's so it's just it's just crazy how easy it is to deviate from the narrative and then have a snapshot of it just shared everywhere and yet people still subscribe to it uh fear is a strong thing compassion is a strong thing empathy is a strong thing and i think all of those mix together to create the cocktail of what we are experiencing right now in los angeles with celebrities being able to attend the oscars and attendees who buy tickets to the oscars being able to go in without meeting the requirements and everybody else not being able to do so workers being fired for not meeting those requirements you can't even go to a movie theater here in LA without showing a uh, proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. So <laughs> how's it like out there in the free world, guys? Let us know in the chat. Just, How are you guys doing in Florida and Texas and Tennessee? At this point, like my brother's in um in a suburb of Nashville and he's like, Man, I haven't even like this thing has not affected my life in mm-hmm. over a year. Probably almost two years. Um mm-hmm. just he just goes to the gym every once in a while. He's got to go to mask, put a mask on at a restaurant or something. If he goes somewhere like in deep in Nashville, but like it's basically normal. And I, is it weird for you guys to be hearing us talking about this stuff in California? Does it sound like a foreign country? I bet. I'm it, curious. I bet it sort of does. It's yep. it's probably a different. It's just a different day to day. Now, a Boston mayor by the name of Michelle Wu uh, hopped on a live stream to you know just have a discussion. Uh, was I think was expecting to be met with support from her constituents, and that's not at all what she got. This is quite an awkward encounter here, and, and I'll read some of the comments as they're going through on this live stream so that you can uh, feel what this woman must have been feeling. Very unfortunate. Here we go. Oh, she's unable to join. You are ruining our great city. Medical discrimination. Resign. How long will you mandate tyranny? What are the metrics? You're ruining the city and the mandates. You need to stop mandating vaccinations. You're ruining Boston. I answer any questions anyone has. So many people want to know. She's just waiting for an actual question. Allow individual choice. different oh happy new year yes year of the tiger very very cute oh, no. tiger emoji oh no
you guys get the gist. I don't have to show you the entire video, uh, but this is people vocalizing their opinions on how they feel about the mandates and the regulations that she set in place in uh, in Boston. And it, clearly they are not very happy. But to sift through all that and then just read your Happy New Year's is a very interesting thing. It's an interesting way to respond to that. Uh, I would have much rather seen a confrontation about why uh, she felt as though the mandates are necessary, why she advocates for this policy. Because it, if it's something that you feel is based in truth and is the right thing to do, it should be easily defensible. It should be something that you can hop on and listen to people who disagree with you and say, here's exactly why this is happening. Here's exactly why I've instated this in the city. But instead, we skip through to the Happy New Year's. Yeah, it just speaks to how, well, two things. One, how out of touch um, our elite ruling class tends to be about this stuff, because I'm sure this is her own Instagram audience, that she was she was rather surprised to see nothing but comments of people ask, just berating her and being like, hey, give us our freedom back, please. Mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm sure when she opens the Wall Street Journal, I mean, not the Wall Street Journal, but the Washington Post or New York Times, all she's seeing, or Boston Globe, are the reinforcement of her perspective and she's sure. the, the people who are saying all these things on her instagram live are not given voice elsewhere i saw mm. a clip of uh trudeau being confronted in, in canada about the truckers and one of these journalists asked like a very pointed question stemming from science and he just basically declined to answer in the same way that that they do and that's the other part of it is they, they when they are confronted with direct uh science-based questions or just on-the-nose questions of, well, hey, can you justify why you are taking away our, our liberty? On what basis? Um, when people raise their grievances, they just <laughs> ignore it. Right. And it's it's very condescending. And it just, I think it speaks to just this like class or like distance that they have that it's just shows are so out of touch. Right. And it's interesting that we live in an age of, of, of social media where logically or reasonably your the, the people who are your leaders in your city or state should be the most accessible they've ever been uh, through platforms like this through live streaming being able to answer questions but yet the avoidance is so clear and, and probably more clear than it's ever been before again just address it uh, and if if your addressment of the issue is that i still agree with the policy that i've put forth and here's why give that to people instead of ignoring what they have to say uh, so the the very foundation of public office is one representation but again being accessible to your constituents and listening to what they what they have to say and what their concerns are even if you disagree with those concerns and you should address them uh, and to do otherwise is sort of it's just a i think a, a failure in in doing your job so it's it's unfortunate that this is the case and by the same token, don't whine about misinformation and start talking about how we need to have laws to censor and pressure Spotify to take off Joe Rogan's mm -hmm. podcast when you're not willing to go on the podcast and give the right the right information and combat the, the, the misinformation and stand up to three hours of questioning about all of your policies and positions. If you're not willing to do that, then you can't just censor people. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to actually defend your ideas and, and people are not going to trust you or you're not going to have any credibility until you do. Yeah. And, and speaking of the Joe Rogan debate, I just want to let you guys know there's an awesome UFC video that you can go and check out on my Twitter. I didn't show it on here because there's some curse words exchanged in the video uh, where what's his name? Adesanya, right? Yeah, Israel. Israel Adesanya starts to address Joe Rogan. He's like, I can address this issue because I'm black. And he's like, Joe Rogan is my N word. He's talking about how great Joe Rogan is and how all these people have just no idea who he is. And they're coming, they're coming after him. And really, I think we're seeing the pendulum sort of swing back on this. They came back. They came out really hard 
on Joe Rogan, and I think they they picked an opponent that was a little bit too hard to take down. He's he's quite literally a titan uh, in this specific uh, sphere of influence as far as politics and podcasting goes, and I think they just bit off more than they could chew with Joe Rogan. So you have people coming to bat for him. Dana White, all of UFC, every conservative or classically liberal commentator on the internet is coming out and supporting him, uh, and it's just not working. It's crumbling. Even I saw a compilation of all the leftist things that Joe Rogan has said on his podcast, and now that's making the rounds on the internet and millions and millions of views. So the narrative, uh, luckily, there's such a silver lining here that there are still quite reasonable people who can see through a lot of the BS that is being pushed and can see uh, someone's character. And that's the great thing about doing uh something similar to what Joe Rogan does is you have hours and hours of your footage and who you are on the internet and people know who you are and start to get a feel for that over time. So when you have these sort of baseless accusations that get placed against you and pushed on the internet by mainstream media and by these big tech overlords, people can see through that. And and luckily that's the case. And that's what happened here with Joe Rogan. I'm still curious to see if he takes that offer from Rumble for a hundred million dollars, but it looks like he's remained pretty quiet on that. Uh, yeah, it might be too big a leap for him. Yep. I, I wish he would, because then he'd have absolute freedom and he wouldn't have to worry about all this nonsense. But I think the pressure to like stay mainstream will probably win out. Sure, and I think there's probably contract stipulations that he has with yeah. Spotify that are that are keeping him there. Right. But it looks like y'all could keep trying. <laughs> Joe isn't going anywhere, and, and that's exciting. I liked your, I don't know if it was... Uh, of no pun intended, but you said mm-hmm. it was an unsuccessful takedown attempt. Oh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> There it is. (laughs) Now, let's get into a video that has been making the rounds for the past couple of days. And these are some young kids in Las Vegas in school hearing the news that they no longer have to wear masks. This can be seen as a very happy video or a very sad video all at once. I kind of had the latter of reactions, but here is the video. Starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Man. Uh, (laughs) Tough one to watch. I mean, happy, very, very happy to watch. I'm so happy to see how excited they are to be able to take these masks off their face. But not today, guys, tomorrow, (laughs) which is just so this arbitrary day. You must take your masks off. Uh, But, oh, man, to think of of that level of excitement being brought out by not having to wear a mask, you have to think about what they've been going through the past two years. Uh, and and that is, that's very, very sad to see the things that kids have been deprived of. Uh, you know, just the, the breathing impairment that comes along with wearing a mask, the uh, inability to see people's emotions and to communicate properly. And especially at such an important delta, a developmental stage in their lives uh, speech pathology that's a big thing and we covered that on the show uh, multiple speech pathologists across the United States coming out and saying our numbers are increasing in a way that is so dramatic we have never seen like 340% yeah, increase like, in speech and slowing in development in speech right and they're seeing kids who are coming in to, to see these speech pathologists who are two years behind where they should be in, in speaking and if you apply that across a generation Who knows what that looks like? Who knows what that looks like developmentally? Who knows what that looks like uh, intellectually for these children and how that will play a role with them moving forward? 
uh, wild. Yeah, when I saw this video, I mean, my my visceral reaction was happy. I just put in the in the chat a um, a poll so you guys can mm -hmm. tell us what, how it made you feel. If it was happy, sad, or I also put angry, it might make you angry in there. But uh, I my response was, man, I hope we see. I hope this thing becomes a trend of filming kids getting this news and just see hundreds of these videos online of, right. of just them reacting with that pure joy because that's, that's really what it is. It's it a, is. And it's it's this innocent thing where they don't they don't have all this sophisticated understanding of rights and freedom and they they're not like in this battle. They just know I've had to deal with this for however long and right. now I don't. And yeah. just getting that little dose of freedom, you saw the response, and I think that's just a beautiful thing. Oh, your poll's not on the Will and Amala. Oh, live channel, by the, the way. It's on the main channel. Oh, Should well, be we, on need the... it. we need it on Will and Alma Live. Spencer, can you hook us up <laughs> with that one? Were you guys ha happy or sad when you saw this video? I got a mixture of both. Initials, like, super happy. This is a great day for these children. Uh, they get to come to school tomorrow and all, you know, dressed out. You can see their face. You can see their smiles. What an amazing thing uh, to be given. But it's also a thing that never should have been taken away from them. So that's, that's also... Uh, where where I lie on that. Just to counterbalance this happy video, here is a school in D.C. that has given kindergartners signs that say Black Lives Matter, and here's a video of them marching around and chanting. But CRT is not being taught in schools, guys. Critical race theory is a, it's just a law theory. It's never stepped foot in an American education system. I'm just going to let that let you guys sit with that and really think about whether or not that's actually true. Uh, clearly, it's not true because we have kindergartners at this school uh, marching around with Black Lives Matter uh, signs. We have eighth graders in Cupertino, California, separating themselves by race. We have kindergartners separating themselves by power and privilege. Kids going to elementary school and being put into affinity groups where they discuss race uh, in, in groups based solely on on skin color and, and background. So it's very clear that critical race theory is present in our schools. And this is just yet another example of that. Uh, curious to see how this plays out over time, teaching young kids this, uh, this sort of racial division narrative at an age such as this and, and whether they are able to grow out of this teaching. And I, I hope it, it is the case. I hope that you can just Living in America, I think you you hear so much about race. I don't think there is another country in the world so focused on race. Um, and somebody who's highlighted this is, is Zuby Music. Uh, you'll you'll know him from Twitter. He was recently on Elijah Schaefer's show. You are here, and he's traveled around all these different countries and said he's never seen such a race obsessed nation uh, like that of America. And I'm I'm curious to see if these kids grow out of it just by living their own experiences in this country and recognizing that this narrative is not the true narrative. Yeah, or hopefully, hopefully their parents see this video and and are horrified by their children being indoctrinated to become little activists and having picket signs put in their hands and mm -hmm. having to march through the hallways of their school yelling slogans about a, an organization that raised sixty million dollars and no one knows what happened with it. Yeah, but you know, y'all ain't ready for that one. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for that one. But there, it's part of this. There's a growing undercurrent right now in the country of this like this narrative. Is you see it a lot in, among these activist teachers we see on TikTok and it's even in a lot of the teachers unions are coming out and basically this idea that 
the, the, it's the state's job to educate your child um, and it, because it's they belong to the collective. They mm-hmm. belong to society at large, and they don't belong to the parents. The parents don't have final say in the values that kids are taught and uh, just what, what sort of direction they're put on in life. That's our job, to integrate them into society and make them a part of this collective. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, like, far-left collectivist uh, worldview that they – more and more of these activist teachers and these far left run um, uh, teachers unions are spreading this sort of value. They're working from that idea. And uh, you were seeing that played out now. And so now I think now is a time more than ever for parents to be vocal and involved and know what's going on because I'm, I guarantee not every parent knew that this was happening at this elementary school. Right. I can. Yeah, that's that's almost a given. And you can and we're not advocating for the same to be done, but with our values. That's not what we're advocating mm-hmm. for. I'm advocating that when I have children and I send them to school, that there is a teacher present and they're teaching them math and reading and writing and science. And then I come, they, they get them back from school and they go, hey, mom, two plus two is four. And let's talk about evolution or I don't know, whatever, whatever they they go to school and learn. That is what I'm advocating for. What I'm not advocating for is what we're seeing out of school districts like LAUSD, where you send your five year old to school and they come back and you go, well, what's that, honey? And they hold up a little uh, gender bread man, as they've called it in their curriculum, that deviates the, the differences between sex and gender and how all these different sexual orientations and how all the different ways that you can identify and that that blackness uh, needs to be talked about and whiteness needs to be discussed as it's as it carries power and privilege. That's what I don't want. And to your point, Amala, if you're if little Johnny comes home from school and says, "Hey, I learned two plus two is four, and you want to tell him, "No, Johnny, two plus two equals five because math is white supremacist and racist," right. that is, that is that's wrong, and I disagree. But that's your prerogative as a parent yes. to parent your child and teach them what you want to teach them. Unfortunately, I don't think you know you should yeah, be teaching them that. I don't think you should that, do that. Yeah. But that that's how it works. You don't get to you don't want the schools tell, telling them that two plus two equals five because mm-hmm. math is white supremacist and to where you're you're teaching them the objective truth and at home only, and that's the only place they're getting it. Yep. School is should be protected from ideology. Yeah, what I certainly don't want is my kid coming home from school with a Black Lives Matter sign. That will be the end of my kid being in whatever school that is. Uh, and it's certainly important that we be diligent about what. Your kids are being taught and you check into that. A lot of states are running uh, legislation now about curriculum transparency, which I think is a brilliant thing. It's unavoidable. I mean, it's a really defensible for both sides. Uh, As somebody who is on the left or on the right, you should want the curriculum that your kid is being taught to be transparent. And I think that's going to be a way that a lot of this gets uh, exposed and a lot of this gets taken care of and cleaned up. So I think there is hope for our public institutions where Will would say abolish the public schools. People are saying it in the chat. Well, Will's even here in spirit just by people knowing yes. to abolish the public school. Anytime we show a video like this, Will's immediate reaction is abolish the public school, uh, an argument that I vehemently disagree with. So uh, maybe we'll discuss it on the show. I know I say that every time because we never have enough time to go and discuss it. But <laughs> He'll be back on Monday. He so. will be back on Monday. So maybe we'll have another woke video coming out of a school and he can talk about abolishing them. <laughs> I know you guys miss it. Yes, we know you miss Just Kiss Her and Abolish the Public Schools. I don't like it. And uh, Abolish the Federal Reserve. (laughs) Yes, we'll be hearing all of these things and more. (laughs) Yes, we will. Now, 
something you might not have heard. <laughs> this is out of the Oxford Union debate cycle. They did a debate about veganism and meat eating, Beyond Meat, all these things. Uh, I believe uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela Peterson, had shown up for this particular debate to talk about her carnivore diet and things, things of that nature. But here's uh, a woke leftist woman discussing why it is actually very problematic to eat meat. Let's hear about it. I believe we should move beyond all meat. The assumption that the best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. These events... Wait a second. <laughs> where, did, where, did, where was the argument made for it being racist? I know this is like a supercut, so maybe it got cut out, but I can't imagine uh, what eating meat would have to do with racism. Although with, with woke leftists, often everything is about racism, so I'm sure you can find a way to make it racist. I'm sure she laid out a very convincing and logical, rational case, line upon line. I mean, she got invited to, to the Oxford Union. That is a huge... A huge debate hall to be invited to without ba a basis for your argument. So I'm so curious. I'll have to look into this further and see what her argument is for eating meat being racist because I'm truly, truly curious. Uh, we'll continue. And especially affect girls and young women. Your hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy chickens, oh. sexy fishes who all just want to have fun. I'm trying. I'm not. The audience was just laughing at it. I know the audience was just laughing. I am not going to laugh through the rest of the video. You're allowed to laugh at absurd I things. I know, but your burgers are laced with misogyny. misogyny. We had in and out for lunch. It's we a bad did. time to say it. We did. Oh my gosh. Uh, so because of the phrase sexy cows, se sexy chicken, have you ever heard any woman be called a sexy chicken? Um, not that one. I mean, I could see like a Lola Bunny type thing in Space Jam, even though they made her less sexy. I mean, M&Ms can't even be sexy anymore. So. If you're like, yo, that's a really hot chick over there. Chick? Uh, and then you eat a chicken sandwich afterwards? I guess. Misogyny? Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy? Miss Piggy's she, not like is sexy. Is Miss Piggy hot? I think I the whole point so. is that she like thinks she's hot. There's, there's probably some weirdo out there who's getting appointed to run the nuclear department who uh, is into Miss Piggy, but I don't know besides that. <laughs> that is very possible. Let's let's keep uh let's keep Got listening. my own laugh track. It's a dangerous thing. Uh, Meat eating is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Masculinity, a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat, and eating animals is its protection racket. White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are that's actually funny and that's hilarious because I use the phrase soy boy all the time, but it's not just for leftist men or anything like that. It's just for people who tend to be weak. You call them soy boys and that's because soy provenly can have that effect on your on your hormones. But I honestly, this is the only valid point that I've heard her make. If you can even call it valid, I'm I know. I mean, just valid, and at least it's true. At least there has there's some some basis sure. to what she's saying. At least it's an example that I've seen in the real world. At least I there's guess. that. But I mean, even the students here at Oxford Union, which typically does lean uh, politically left, 
are not giving this the the time of day. Uh, and you can see Michaela Peterson on the right there, keeping a straight face, which is good for her. All part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. Oh, wait, what did she say? The liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the neo-Nazi <laughs> messaging. Aww. To say I feel you bad. care about animals is considered a sign of weakness in a world still committed to the gender binary. Meat eaters like anti-abortionists have forgotten that one quality of non-existence is not having awareness about existence. When all else fails, meat eaters assert that animals are not our equals. I heard all your laughter. See, man, I, I don't know. I got to give the lady credit for coming up and saying what she said in front of a whole group of people, but... Yeah, I mean, <sighs> respect, I guess. I, Res <sighs> I I would have, like, tried not to laugh, I think, but I don't know if I could help myself. It's just, it's very strange. It is very, very strange. Yeah. <sighs> like, if she, if she sincerely believed this stuff, and this is an academic forum, and you're trying to, like, present these ideas as a valid, you know, way and debate them. Right. Um, at least you're trying. At least you're trying. But yeah, it's it's like how far away from reality and common sense do you have to be before it's just ridiculous? It's quite a big step. It's quite a big step here. Anyways, guys, <laughs> I will look into why eating meat possibly per perpetuates racism. But it's so it's just interesting that so many so many buzzwords were packed into why eating meat is racist. And I think uh, this applies to, you know, when you have this sort of map placed out of all the all the things that you find important to you like when i was a leftist it was like you know patriarchy and, and racism and immigration and all these things and then i would find an issue uh develop a stance on it and then fit it into why it was patriarchal or why it was racist or why it was anti-immigrant or something like that and it seems to me that this is what's happening here with this woman she's she's made a decision and that decision is veganism and the choice not to eat meat and uh that's which is a totally fine decision to make and there's plenty of people who do it and they're healthy and they lead their lives and they're happy about it uh but then to go and fit it into that map of here here are my core values and here are the things that i want to fight for in this nation and then go well, meeting, eating meat somehow applies to that, I think is what happened here. Yeah, if you want to come and explain your personal choices, then great. But it's never enough for uh, woke, woke, the woke left. It's, all, it's never enough to just say, here's my choice. Now you make your choice. They're interested in taking down the entire system because I disagree with how you're doing things. So now we need to burn everything to the ground and bring mm. in a new revolution where we grow all of our meat or it's, you know, everyone eats soy and mm. that's, that's the utopian world. And it really is isn't the reason why uh, she ends up connecting all of this stuff because it's never just about my life, my choices, my liberty. It's about right. all of these systems that are interwoven and patriarchy and oppression and uh, imperialism, colonialism and all this stuff that she folds into together into this big giant right. thing and then uh, by the end of it it's like whoa yeah this big evil thing we got to take it all down so you know it's they can't just live and let live and that's true and a lot of a lot of arguments on the left are made through the lens of being transformative and not on the lens of the individual but on the lens of uh changing of all society and you can look at this uh, on every single spectrum of social issue for the most part and you'll find that to be the case it's never just enough 
uh, to be an individual choice. There has to be some conformity uh, that goes beyond you and applies to a group, which is why we have groupthink and hive mind and all this stuff on both sides. Uh, but on leftism, it seems to be a particularly strong point that not only should I do this, but others should do exactly what it is that I am doing. Kudos to this lady for entering a, a room of everybody disagreeing with you and, and saying what you have to say. Uh, and I think that's where, that's where I land and on And one more one. thing I'll say on this one is mm-hmm. I have no problem with this lady's using her free speech in a public forum to speak. You know? mm-hmm. And we're not calling for her to be deplatformed or silenced or crying that she should be kicked out of the university or saying the university is a terrible thing for trying to give her a platform to speak. Exactly. Which is not cannot be said of what people will do to you, for example, when you go to speak at universities. Right, right, right. And that's crazy because when I went to um, when I went to Winona State University, not only were there students there to protest me and say, you know, this has no place on our campus, she shouldn't be allowed to speak, professors at a liberal college, at a liberal institution, were emailing to the higher-ups, to the dean, to their fellow professors, to the entire school, talking about how I should not be able to speak on their campus. And one of these teachers, I wish I had the email to, po- to uh, post and quote for you guys, said in the email something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, I have no idea what this young woman is coming here to say, but she should not have the right to come here and talk. (laughs) Unbelievable. A professor at a college said, I have no idea what views she holds or what she's coming here to say, but it should not be allowed to occur. Yeah, it tells you everything you need to know. It does. Uh, Plain and simple, nice stamp of just complete failure to understand or failure to put in any effort to understand somebody and just this tribalistic view of this person deviates from what i believe that they should be therefore they should not be here yeah, it's no an absolute it. you know the only a only a woke leftist deals in absolutes <laughs> uh we got one more wild video here this one uh has been circulating it's got probably like half a million views, something like that. Here is a TikTok from Hog Kitty 2 and I'll just let you guys watch it. Uh, I'm not going to assume your gender. <clears throat> ugly. Just a, I can imagine the ugly things that go through your mind and the thoughts. I, I wouldn't want to live in your head for one minute. Very ugly. Do you go to work like that? Chad, how insensitive of you to think that I work. I mean, really, you th- I am a disabled American, and you think I can get up and go to work? I don't have that privilege. I want all of you to know that all of you that get up in the morning to an alarm clock, and you guys have the privilege to actually get up and take a shower and get in your car and go to work, do you have any idea what a privilege that is? Pause. You guys can go watch the this full video. It's in the description down below. The concern here that I have with this video is that this is becoming increasingly normal and increasingly recurring uh, with people here, specifically in the United States. Uh, this sort of mindset, this sort of identity, uh, and clearly the outcomes are not not ideal. Yet we stand, and like the story we covered yesterday of the child custody court system with the transgender child being taken away from the father who did not want to, uh, not, not that the father did not want to affirm the gender and the identity of their son, did not want to surgically affirm the identity 
of his son. His son was taken away and put on puberty blockers below the age of 18. Extremely concerning. Uh, considering we have videos like this that you can watch and we've, we've responded, we've shown other videos to you guys of people who fall in line with this sort of ideology and this sort of thinking as it pertains to identity and the way that they present themselves and sexuality. Uh, and it's very clear that it is inconsistent with what an ideal lifestyle is and that the outcomes of them are inconsistent with what an ideal lifestyle is. People uh, committing suicide, a chance, being uh, put in a psychiatric mental hospital, people uh, undergoing self-harm and, and committing that act against themselves. So clearly it's a sign of what one might consider a sick society, that we look at this and go, this is normal. And not only is it normal, but it should be affirmed. And in fact, it should be taught to others and it should be encouraged to others. Very, very concerning. And it is being affirmed and encouraged so much so that the that this person felt so bold as to present themselves in this way, go online, and they can just feel in the tone that there's this, you know, we say it's the confidence for me, mm -hmm. very confident in their worldview to uh, assert themselves. And, you know, without batting an eye, just saying how ridiculous of you, how offensive of you to suggest that I should be going to work, that mm -hmm. it's normal for someone to not sit at home in front of their computer all day, but to go right. to work because you assume that I didn't have a disability. But I'll say this, according to woke logic, I don't think that this person made any flaws in their thinking, according sure. to work, woke logic. Yep. This is it taken to its extreme. You assuming that I'm able-bodied and can go to work is a microaggression. It's offensive according yep. to their worldview. Yep. And this person is just a mouthpiece and a visual representation of the worldview at, when it's taken to its uh, logical extreme. And I think you associating that with the story that we covered yesterday of a mm. father who's losing custody over his child because of an activist judge yeah. uh, who has a trans child of, of, of uh, the judge's own child. Um, this is that stuff when it becomes encoded into law and it just speaks to a sick society. And, and sadly, this is where we're at. Yep. Yeah, and the implication of it is that if you affirm this, it is going to be encoded into law. Eventually, this is going to be a, a custody case that we not that we don't view as sort of this this fringe. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened story, but it's going to become increasingly normal in California. Uh, the Ted Hidako story that I shared with you guys yesterday of that son being taken away is one of many. It, it's also happened in the state of Arizona, and increasingly courts are starting to adopt this ideology and then enforce it uh, when it comes to legal cases. And and this is an extreme. Like this video is an extreme. Yeah. outcome. Let's make that very, very clear. I, I don't think I've ever seen something more extreme than this, and that's why it gets viewed so many times. But it is an outcome that you look at and you go, well, makes makes total sense. You know, you don't look at that and you're not baffled by the fact that this exists. You go, considering the factors involved in this lifestyle, in this way of thinking, in this sort of ideology, this outcome is not, it's not mind-blowing to me. Uh, so... Someone asked, did this person do this for attention or are they for real? And I think the answer is both. Probably. It can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they are for real and they want attention on their ideas and the way that they see the world. And so they're going mm -hmm. out there to try to aggressively push it and dare you to push back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine has this theory called sort of the shell theory, and I'm not going to do it any justice in, in telling you it, but uh, I will try to give you just a brief look at it. But it's just like the more 
the more outlandish way that you present yourself and the more you push yourself out to the world in this way, you know, with this makeup and the hair and the and the way that they dress and the way that they speak and even the glasses, even those bright yellow glasses is is clearly a, a call or maybe some might even call an outcry for attention and to be looked at and to be listened to, whether negatively or positively. It seems like this person doesn't care much for uh what doesn't care uh, as to whether or not the attention is negative or positive, but it's very clear that they want to be seen. If, if somebody like this who is saying the words, you know, I want to be left alone, how dare you? I'm a disabled person. I just want to work from my house, but is putting on rainbow wigs and yellow glasses and all this makeup and the, the bright butterfly dress and then putting it out on the internet. Uh, thick shell, my friend, and uh, very clearly wants to be seen in whatever way uh, you are seen. But uh, yeah, don't don't exactly do that theory justice. So I, I will uh, do a deeper dive into that at a later date, but this is a perfect example of that. Now, uh, on Twitter today, the word HIPAA was trending. Uh, I used to work in the medical field, so that immediately rings a bell for me. HIPAA is just uh, laws that you can violate by showing people's medical information that is supposed to be confidential. So you have HIPAA laws in doctor's offices, hospitals, things like that, anything that involves medical information. Now, uh, a woman seems to have confused HIPAA laws uh, with, with some other set of legislation. And here's a video of her confronting a manager at a store because she wanted to rent a yacht. Done, and I need to get out of here. It doesn't work like that, it takes days. I wanna to talk to the manager. Okay, one second. <laughs> I'm gonna help you. What the <laughs> f No problem. I just see my problem. problem. It's just you. You came in here acting like you own the place. I want to rent a yacht. Does it look like you. they have yachts? I see them all around there. We don't have any yachts for rent. I see them. Whose brats are they? They're personal oh, yachts. Wow. No one makes no money here at this restaurant. I guess we don't. Well, what the hell are you doing? You cannot record me. That is against my HIPAA law. Give Ma me, ma'am. Give me that. Ma'am, ma'am, I just want to reenact this really quick. She's like, "Can I speak to a manager?" And the girl goes, "Yeah, one second. <laughs> Hi, how can I help you?" <laughs> I think that is hilarious. That was that oh, was really I bet she's been just waiting her entire life to make that joke. And she finally Apparently. she finally got the woman who said, can I speak to the manager to her? That reminds me of the movie <laughs> Tommy Boy. He's like at a restaurant and, and he's asked for like chicken wings or something. And, and she's like, oh, we're out of those. And he goes, oh, are you sure? Could you go check? And she goes, let me check. Yep. We're out. <laughs> It's like so funny. Uh, but I mean, I don't even want to comment on the woman in this. It's clearly ridiculous. It's clearly uh, not a great way to treat anybody who's uh, trying to provide a service for you, especially when she's so clear that the service is not going to be done for you today. Honestly, though, that is how my wife felt when we went to Chili's like a few months ago and uh that's our big fun uh, night out is going to Chili's because there's few and far between that's my fun LA. night out too yeah, what do you mean dude, Chili's is where it's at Chili's is great <clears throat> if you want to sponsor us Chili's, <laughs> Chili's uh, is based yeah, yeah but, but you know it was during the time i mean it's still kind of like this but like everywhere is understaffed and only half the tables are available or whatever and we go to the restaurant trying to get in we made a big deal and went out of our way to go to town go there because there's not near us in la and uh we get there and they're like oh it's an hour and a half wait and we see like 20 available tables and nothing's more infuriating than like standing there and being like dude you guys 
there's a million available tables just seat us. And so anyways, I relate to this lady. My wife probably does too. And she could have been the you... yacht lady who wants to demand her hippo. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's never good to be the but yacht she's lady. She's just in the parking lot and I felt bad. But... Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think, I don't, I can never see your wife. You're just going and screaming at somebody like no, that yeah, and never. flinging magazines. <laughs> she's too classy for that. My hippo rights. <clears throat> uh, don't violate her hippo law, ladies and gentlemen. Um, anyways, now we're going to play our final, final segment our final game of the day and that is the babylon bee or not the bee to be or not the bee uh so we already explained this at the beginning of the show but the babylon bee puts out satirical headlines that when you read you're like honestly that could be true in today's day and age it's strange but not that strange and not the bee puts out crazy stories that are in fact real they look satirical but are in fact real non-fiction so, if you want to play along, yes. we'll be introducing each of these headlines one by one, and uh, you'll be able to vote whether you think it is a real headline or a satirical headline, yes. but you can only play along on our new Will and Amla Live YouTube channel. So go there, go subscribe. The link is in the description of this video. Exactly. So Taylor put these together. I'm going to be playing by my lonesome, and you guys are playing down in the chat. So let's see who wins. Here's our first headline. Spotify to add helpful label to assist people in finding Finding the best podcast episodes. So is this mm. a Babylon B satirical headline or is it a real headline that the Babylon B found? I gotta think about this because with with the Joe Rogan thing, they said, you know, we're gonna add a disclaimer on these episodes to let you guys know that, you know, this episode could be controversial and that we're bringing on somebody with a dissident opinion. Are they doing the same for other podcasts and letting people find what's the best? Labeling to assist people in finding the best podcast. I mean, you could do that. A best podcast could just be like labeling the ones that are top rated, or it could be like this one's the most factual and get into the whole misinformation realm. I'm going to vote that this is this is not the B. This is real. This was. Wait, I guess. Hold on. I think I have. Oh. <laughs> it took me a second to find the button. This was actually the Babylon Bee. Dang. Okay. Wow. I'm already failing on the first one. How did the audience do? Let's see. And the Will and Amala YouTube channel. It looks like they voted with me. They said not the bee. So you guys were also wrong. Gotcha. See, it's harder. <laughs> it's harder. This game's harder it's, than you think. It, the game is harder than we think. Let's move on to the next headline okay. here. CDC director says to just do whatever Texas did 12 months ago. <laughs> 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 so wait. Now, this is a tough one because it sounds satirical just in the way that it's worded, but I'm sure these words have left the mouth of the CDC director. In, you mean in like a way. You're sure that they have recommended something that Texas has Yes, recommended. like I'm sure the That's CDC true. director has come out and said, like, we don't need mask mandates anymore. And uh -huh. Texas technically did that 12 months ago. So is this a real headline or are we just simply making a joke? Uh, okay. B or not the B? I'm, I think I'm reasoning my way out of this and being way too logical to get it to be not the bee. So I'm going to vote that it is, in fact, the Babylon Bee. This is a satirical headline. Woo! You got it. That is okay. correct. This okay. is from the Babylon Bee. But it's also got a lot of truth to it. And how did the audience do so far? How are we, how are we kicking it, guys? Looks like we have 57% got the bee. So you guys, you guys okay. are getting better. Okay. okay. All right. So we're, we're even, me and the audience. 
Next one here. New Barna poll shows massive percentages of young people identify as all colors of the sexual rainbow. Now, I'm not familiar with Barna. I've never heard. Really? I've never heard Barna before. It is a real polling. Okay, so it is a real polling site. Thank you for that hint. Yeah, a little hint there. Shows a massive percentage. That's so... uh, so ambiguous. A massive percentage of young people identifies all colors of the sexual rainbow. I, I don't understand identifying as all colors. So, so, I didn't realize that certain sexualities had specific colors because the rainbow is just like LGBTQ rainbow. And then you have like what? The purple and pink for transgender. You have the the brown and black for BIPOC people. You have the little yellow purple ring for the intersex people. Yeah, I don't, for the record, I don't think that this is saying that they're identifying as a color. Okay. Like identifying with all the colors. Correspond to the colors. Yeah. I'm going to say this is not the B. It sounds a little too weird to have made up. Whoa. I'm winning, baby. Okay. Okay. Two two, two for three so far? Yeah, two for three so far. Okay, and the audience is with me, not the B, 67% so far. Well done. You guys are also killing it. Thank you. We know we have some smart listeners. Next one. San Francisco man on why he lives on the street. They pay you to be homeless here. Oh, okay. So this is in fact true. I know this is true just because I've, you know, you you read San Francisco by uh, Michael Schellenberger and you know that that's true. You look at the San Francisco policy about spending 5K per month on these tents and encampments per person in the city. Their homeless population is what, 10,000 people now? Uh, In yet they spend the highest budget on homelessness and have not gotten it figured out. So A plus B equals C. You probably do pay people to be homeless. Uh, He recently put out videos of him walking up to homeless men and asking them if they're getting assistance from the city. And by and large, they did say yes. So I know it's in fact true, but did not the B put out this article? And did this homeless man in fact say they pay you to be homeless here? I'm going to say they did not get a homeless man to say this and that it is the Babylon Bee. It's false. No! <laughs> yeah, this was this was actually Dang. a real um, headline. Now, I will say for some of these not-to-bee ones, in order uh-huh. to make it a little bit believable, um, I re- did a little bit of rewording, but okay. the spirit of them is all okay. technically true. So. Okay. How did the audience do? Audience, how did you guys do? You guys got it, not the B. Nice. Good job, guys. You're than so Amelie. you're beating me. Three it's to not, two. Are you smart? We should rename this. Are you smarter than Amelie? Are you smarter than Amelie? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Are you smarter? <laughs> yeah, it's better. Next one. Nation furious at man who shared medical misinformation and said the N-word. This is just accurate. Okay, this one's kind of a um a tricky one because there's a picture of someone that came with this headline. Oh, it should and be like Justin Trudeau or something, <laughs> or or uh, Howard Stern. Huh. I probably should not have put this one on here. Uh, be okay, because I know on its face it's factual. I'm not going to say it's not the B. I'm going to say it's the Babylon B. Correct. Yeah, this is kind of a tricky one. It, it came with a picture of uh, a certain president. Ah, okay. Which is kind of funny. That's even funny. That's even funnier. That's very, very good. (laughs) Moving on. How'd the audience do? How did you guys do? They got B. Good job. You guys are killing me. Three to four. They're not falling for any of this. Okay. Next one. GoFundMe freezes funds for child's heart surgery after finding out he supports trucker protests. Sorry, that's really dark. 
That is very dark. Almost too dark to... Chuckle at. To or come me. up with. <laughs> fakely. Mm. Go, But I don't think GoFundMe would do that. I think the amount of heat that GoFundMe would get for that is just ridiculous. So I'm going to say it's the Babylon Bee. Cool. If that was true, oh my, I would have, I would have Dana White flipped the table. Uh, so yeah, say it's the B. We they, got that they right. They just oppose freedom and uh, you know human rights and stuff. They don't, you know, they'll still fund a heart surgery, I guess. And it looks like the audience got that correct with me as well. Well done, guys. You're not falling for it. Four, two, five. Next one. Is anyone keeping score for Amala here? Help us. I've out. got four. They've got five. Okay. Okay. Department of Defenses says, quote, diversity, equity, and inclusion are necessities in U.S. military, end quote. Uh, This is, I'm going to, let me give some defense before I go out and give my answer, but I do have an immediate answer. Uh, We saw General Milley, you guys know him, you guys don't like him, come out and say, you know, I'm really here. I'm really here in the military as a general to understand white rage. Uh, We all remember that very, very famous quote where he testified and said that. It's very clear that not only our our U.S. military, but our our federal agencies, the CIA, the FBI, are heavily focused on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think they all have divisions for that as well and have made that very prevalent uh, and a priority when it comes to hiring and bringing people into the U.S. military. So I'm going to say this is not the B. You got it. Ding, 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 ding. And if you're and just joining us, not, B is, some people asking, what does the B mean? B means, yes. if it's the Babylon B, that means it is a fake satirical headline. Mm-hmm. If it's not the B, that means it's a true headline. Just to yes. reiterate Yes, 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 yes. Babylon B puts out the fake ones, I not the B puts out the real 80% ones. 80% got this one right. So nice. Good job, guys. good job, guys. Next one. Female figure skaters will no longer be referred to as ladies during the Winter Olympics for inclusivity. Okay, let's really break this down. In Beijing, they would never do this. Women are women and men are men in Beijing, in China, under the CCP. We know that for a fact. In the United States, however, I could see our reporting not referring to them as ladies, maybe just figure skaters or figure skating persons. Um, Wow. But it depends. I'm just taking this really seriously. I'm taking this very seriously. You really have to do a deep dive into these things and think about <laughs> it. We'll no longer be referred to as ladies during the Winter Olympics for inclusivity. I don't know of any female figure skaters who are not biological females. Don't know of any transgender ones participating. But simply for virtue points alone, I could see this being the reality. Uh, I'm going to say it's the Babylon Bee. Dang, it's real. <laughs> Got her. No. How did I'm, you guys do? How did everybody else 55% do? Fifty-five percent missed it with you. So. Okay, so we're still four or five. Uh, yep. We're this still was four a good or five. One. That was a good one. Oh Sorry, my gosh. gosh. Next one. New Disney Junior series on microaggressions teaches your kids how racist they are. You have a free clue if you watch the show. You have a free clue if you are an avid listener to Will and Amla Live because we reacted to this clip. Uh, and uh, Disney Junior says that asking a black kid to touch their hair is a microaggression. Saying you're darker than your mom is a microaggression. Uh, so this is obviously not the B. Bing, 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 bing. And the audience got it 100%. Wow. Well <laughs> Maybe done, because guys. we clued you in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of said right away. Yes, we did. Next. True story. Health? Or everyone just watches the show. That's, that's true. Or you all watch the show, which Great I'm job. even more proud of you guys if that's the case, if that's the reason. Okay. 
Health experts warn of thousands of Joe Rogan-style uncensored conversations increasingly happening between people every day. (laughs) (laughs) I know on its face this is true, but is this a satirical headline or not? Health experts warn of thousands of Joe Rogan-style uncensored conversations increasingly happening between people every day. It sounds satirical in the messaging, so I am going to vote... It's fake. It's the Babylon Bee. Correct. Woo! You got it. Okay. Good, 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 good. That was a good one. How's the audience mm-hmm. doing? Oh, yeah. 83%. Good job, guys. 80-20 good job. now. So we're 5-4. I mean, 5-6 now. 5-6, and I'm losing. Next. Naked man casually gets a tattoo in the New York City subway. So nothing is strange for the New York City subway. I can tell you that for sure. In the very few times in my life that I've been in New York City, I've seen crazy stuff happen on the subway, just apart from homelessness and rats. Uh, so it would not surprise me if a naked man was casually getting a tattoo in the NYC subway. There's no reason to make this up satirically because everybody just knows that this is crazy. So I'm going to go not the B. This is real. You got it. Do not look up the video. Do not look up the video. Why is there? Oh, is it like an episode of Euphoria? <laughs> uh, you see all the business. From what you described to me, that sounds accurate. Okay. Yes, it would be. So don't look up there. the video. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee it. Burned forever. How did the audience do? How did you guys do? They knew it. Not the B. Seventy-five, twenty-five. So now we are what six, seven, six, seven. Okay, next one. McDonald's will soon allow you to visit one of its restaurants in the metaverse and order food in real life. We've covered the metaverse a little bit on here, uh, even though it's tanking as far as investor support. We watched uh, a metaverse grocery store where you can go in and you would think they would make a, meta- a metaverse grocery store like cooler than a normal grocery store, but it just looked like a normal grocery store and you can buy your stuff. And I imagine it gets delivered to your house. I'm going to say that if they can make a metaverse grocery store, McDonald's would be hopping on the opportunity to be in the metaverse so that you can order real food. So I'm going to say this is not the B. You got another one. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. How's the audience doing? 83% on that. Not the B. You guys are doing fantastic. Kicking my butt. Some trickier ones. Seven, eight. Let's see if we got a trickier one up the bend. Southern man in critical condition after being served unsweetened tea. This is me. I love sweet tea. <laughs> Taylor, you love sweet tea, right? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? Yeah, unfortunately. I'm one of the Aren't you people. a Southern boy? Uh, kind of adopted Southern. I was born in Minnesota, but lived most of my life in the South. So, okay. Well, born and raised in Florida in a very conservative rural area, sweet tea is just like you can shoot that up uh, in your veins there. I'm going to say this is Babylon B. It's just funny. Nice. No fooling you. I no. guess this one was kind of easy. But. Yeah, it's just a, a funny, cute one. Uh, how the audience 91% do. 91% got it right. Good job. Good job, guys. Okay, B or not the B? Washington commanders unveil new mascot, General Custer. This, one, this one's harder if you don't know your history. Honestly, I don't think they would ever honor somebody who is white and male. So I'm going to say this is the Babylon Bee. Woo! 
Ooh. That just for simple leftist logic there, you're never going to see a white male as a mascot, I think, ever again in the United States of America. No. And that applies to General Custer himself. Or a Confederate uh, general. Oh, yeah. Certainly not that either. Uh, moving on. Buttigieg celebrates death of racist Pittsburgh Bridge. Huh? A racist bridge. Um, well, this is 2022. I don't think this, you can make this up. Pete Buttigieg is, uh, he's, hes you know, he's one of them. He's got some thoughts, and some of those thoughts are not widely factual. He's going to end all traffic deaths. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. And he's going to take take your guns away. Uh, yeah, Pete Buttigieg, this sounds exactly like something Pete Buttigieg would do when he's done taking his paternity leave. Uh, so... I'm going to say this is not the B. Really? Okay, so this didn't actually happen. Wow, this is such a weird thing to come up with, Babylon B. That's very impressive. I think there was some bridge collapse in Pittsburgh or something, and uh, but he didn't call it racist. The audience got it wrong with me, though. Oh, someone says, I remember he claimed there was a racist bridge. Well, I did get this from the Babylon B, so even if it is Well, maybe the bridge didn't die, (laughs) so there you go. Next one. Twitter experiences nuclear meltdown after pastor tweets that women shouldn't be immodest pictures of themselves. Shouldn't post immodest pictures of themselves online. Again, if you guys watch Will and Amla Live, I think you know the answer to this one. Uh, his name starts with the letter B, and there was an onslaught of attack against him, if I'm remembering correctly. His name is Brian. Suave, although he wasn't very suave on the day that he tweeted out. Not suave with the feminists. He was not suave with the feminists when he tweeted out that there is no reason that a woman should be posting bikini pics, breastfeeding pics, anything that shows too much cleavage, even if she's just had a newborn, is what Brian said. So this is not the B. Bingo bongo. Thank you very much. How did the audience 83% do? 83% got that one right. Good job. You guys are watching Good and listening. Good back after that last one. How many more of these do we have? I don't, I don't um, Do you know which one's the last one? No, it's a few more. But okay, yeah, we're going to find we're at, out. We're at 335. We'll, so we'll okay, go a few more we'll minutes. continue. Stand-up comedian joking about being triple-vaxxed and in perfect health immediately faints on stage and fractures her skull. Uh, see, I know the answer to this one. You're too informed. I am too informed. Of world events. I keep on... It's almost like you do a daily show. It's almost like I do a daily show where I keep informed on things that go viral and world events. And this is a comedian by the name of Heather McDonald who started off her uh, comedy special talking about how she's been vaccinated for the flu shot. She's been double vaxxed for COVID or even triple vaxxed for COVID. I'm not sure what, uh, what she said there. And uh, that she's feeling perfectly fine and that God has uh, her in his sights. And immediately after saying that, faints on stage and fractures her skull. A very unfortunate event uh, that I don't think is linked to being triple vaccinated, but was just simply ironic in the statement. Not the B. Correct. This was not the B. This was not the B. And you guys voted along with me. Too real. Too close for comfort. One more. Healthy high school kid faces mental illness so that he can fit with everyone else. Fakes mental illness, sorry, so that he can fit with everyone else. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are healthy high school kids who fake mental illness so that they can fit in with everyone else. Uh, It is sort of a, a trendy 
thing to be. Uh, should we be talking about mental health? Absolutely. Uh, but has it somehow, I think, outgrown its bounds, specifically with youth in America? Yes. So it it's not out of the realm of plausibility that a high school kid would fake mental illness to fit in with everyone else. But the wording of this particular headline makes me feel like it is satirical. So I'm voting the Babylon Bee. You got it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How did the audience do? They got it as well. They got 60, it as well. 60. You guys are so smart. Yeah. And you beat me by one point. So. Well, great job, everyone. Can't win them all. Did you guys like okay. that game? Was that fun? That was fun. You we should it? do that again. Yeah. We I like how it's again. interactive. We can play along with the audience. So yes. Let us know if you want us to bring that back. Yeah. Comment down below after the stream if you guys want us to do more interactive segments on our Fun Friday. Speaking of which, this has been our Fun Friday. Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope that you have enjoyed. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live. And why not down below, make up your own headline and people can respond to you and say whether or not it's the B or not the B. We might pick the funniest one and play it on the show next Friday and see if we can figure it out alongside you guys. Thank you so much for watching. And again, I hope you're subscribed to the Will and Amla live channel, not PragerU, although you should be subscribed to both. But we've got a new channel just for you, just for this show. We're posting full length episodes, all of our clips, exclusive content, uh, YouTube shorts for you guys to watch. And we're almost at 13K. We want to try to push 15 if we can. Maybe we can get there over the weekend with your guys' support and your support only. Let's make that happen. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you back on Monday where Will Witt will be rejoining the show after his hiatus in Europe. So you guys will get to hear about that. Thank you for watching. We'll see and, you Monday. And we'll be celebrating a Bengals victory in the Super Bowl. We shall see. Amla's like, doesn't I won't be watching, <laughs> but we shall see. Bye guys. <laughs> Bye guys.